If you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm uh, 136. Psalm 136. It's also printed in the bulletin there from our scripture reading, and you can find it on the uh, Bibles in the chairs or the pews in front of you. We're on page, I believe, 520, uh, roundabout there. Psalm 136. We are taking a break from Second Peter this this fall and having a Thanksgiving sermon today. And then next week we will uh, have a sermon series during the Advent season on John chapter 1, looking at the incarnation. And so looking forward to studying God's Word with you today. But today we're offering thanksgiving to our God. We're looking at Psalm 136, uh, perhaps the most re- religious holiday that we celebrate in America is Thanksgiving. If you search the scriptures, you'll be hard-pressed to find believers uh, formally celebrating Christmas or Easter, but you will absolutely see all over the place, especially in the Old Testament, the celebration of Thanksgiving. It was in 1863 that President Abraham Lincoln declared a national holiday of Thanksgiving to be the last Thursday of the month of November. In his proclamation, Lincoln said, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are set at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. Be cool to hear a president say that again, wouldn't it? He, he got it right, though. Uh, the truth is that there are days and times of thanksgiving that God's people have celebrated and, and offered feast and gratitude to the Lord for the great things He has done. And Psalm 136 is one of those occasions. So let's now, let me read the first three verses and the last verse to get the context here for thanksgiving in the Scriptures. This is God's holy word to us this morning. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His steadfast love endures forever. And the final verse, give thanks to the God of heaven, for His steadfast love endures forever. Pray with me, please. Oh, great and merciful God, we are thankful and we are grateful to you because you are good and your steadfast love endures forever. Help us now to read and to study and to apply your word with thankfulness. And help us to be reminded this day that thanksgiving is an act of worship to you. Work in our hearts a spirit of thanksgiving and May we leave here today a more grateful people because of the gospel. For it is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Thanksgiving is certainly a time to reflect and to be thankful for all the many blessings that we have. And is certainly a cause for celebration, for feasting, and for worship. But what is Thanksgiving biblically? How are we to think about Uh, thanksgiving when it comes to what the Bible teaches. Of course, we're to thank God for his many blessings, 
And we certainly need more thanksgiving in our lives and in our worship. But is biblical thanksgiving simply thanking God for our material blessings? I want us to see this day that biblical thanksgiving is so much more than that. I want you to see that thanksgiving is actually an act of worship. Thanksgiving is how we offer true worship to our beneficent Father. In Scripture, you'll find that thanksgiving is a, is a key ingredient, an important emphasis of worship that saturates the prayers and the praises of God's people all throughout the Scriptures. And thanksgiving is a response of learning more and more and growing deeper and deeper into the knowledge of Christ and of the glorious gospel. Because of the good news of the rescuing and saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ, we offer thanksgiving because the good news moves us toward thanksgiving. And so to understand the scriptural teaching on thanksgiving, let's look now at Psalm 136. Let, it, let Psalm 136 be our guide. You have seen as we have read through it already this morning that Psalm 136 is a beautiful and liturgical psalm that would have been read and, and recited as a, as a call to thanksgiving and, and worship by God's people as they were called to praise the Lord. This psalm is called in the Jewish tradition the great Hallel. Hallel is the Hebrew word for praise. So it's a great psalm of praise and of giving thanks to God. If you just glance through this entire psalm, you will, you will observe that God is being thanks and he's being praised enthusiastically for all the great things he has done. He's, he's praised for his goodness. He's praised for his power in creation. He's praised for his mighty acts in history as he has shown his goodness and his mercy toward his people. And he is praised and thanked given thanks because of his salvation and his present care for his people. We see God's love and provision for his people all throughout this psalm. Psalm 136 is a psalm that speaks of God's goodness and his love and his provision for his people in all things, in all things. We are to give him thanks. But Psalm 136 takes us deeper than just God's blessings to us. Psalm 136 shows us that we are to give thanks as an act of worship to God. And our giving thanks to Him is rooted in not just what God has done for us materially, but in who God is eternally. We give thanks to who God is. God is good. And the psalmist says over and over and over, 26 times, his steadfast love endures forever. And therefore, we give him all the praise and we offer him thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is actually an act of worship. Thanksgiving is how we worship our Lord. And so I want us to use verse 1 here from Psalm 136 to, to understand biblical thanksgiving. And to do that, we're going to look at three Hebrew words. We're going to study these three Hebrew words, not so that you can leave here and feel smarter and say, hey, I know Hebrew now. But we're going to look at the meaning of these three Hebrew words to see 
how they are rich and deep with more meaning than sometimes our English words can convey. So the first word I want us to look at is the Hebrew word for good, and it is tob. Tob, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Here the word for good is not just referring to the moral quality of God, that he's a a good person. It's defining a, a central attribute of his character. Yahweh God, he is good himself. He is the essence of good. He is the good. Matter of fact, it's where we get our name for God, the Anglo-Saxon word. He's the good. He's God. We tend to look solely at, at God's blessings to us materially and to judge whether God is good or not. But we need, are called here by this psalm to look beyond that, to look to God himself, to look to his nature, to look to who he is, because he is good. And that is where we find our comfort. And that's where we learn who he is. And so a huge mistake that we can sometimes make in life is we simply look at our present circumstances, and that's how we can decide whether God is good or not. We all do this at times when, we, when something good has happened to us or something uh, as good has happened to someone else. We might say, that was a God thing, right? We've, we've said that before. But God is always good. He's always good. God does care about our lives and our circumstances, but he gives us more than just good fortune. God gives us himself. He is good. And that's why we can agree with what Paul says in Romans 8, that God works all things for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. All things, everything, not just the things that we would say good We must even agree that even the things that we would say are hard and difficult. God even works those things for the good because he is good. I love the way Charles Spurgeon once said it, the prince of preachers. He said, essentially, God is goodness itself. Practically all that he does is good. Relatively, he is good to his creatures. Let us thank him that we have seen, proved, and tasted that he is good. He is good beyond all others. Indeed, he alone is good in the highest sense. He is the source of good, the good of all good, the sustainer of good, the perfecter of good, the rewarder of good. That is who our good God is. Thanksgiving is a joyous time of year. It marks the beginning of a my favorite time of year, all the eating and feasting and fellowship and traditions that we have. However, this time of year is, can be difficult for some. It can mark a season of pain and reminders of loss and maybe difficult family situations. How do we truly give thanks to God for His goodness when life can be difficult, when Tragedies strike when we're reminded of loss, when we think about the struggles of our, of our nation and of our world. How do we see the good in all of this? Well, the psalmist here, the psalm is, is true with us. The psalm is, 
genuine us. It reminds us to look beyond our circumstances. It reminds us to look beyond what we can see and experience in the right here and now. And it calls us to look to God himself. That the Lord our God, he is the source of all good. So the psalm is a good reminder to all of us to focus on the Lord to give thanks to Him in all circumstances, to focus on who He is and what He has done, not just what we can feel and experience right here and right now. The psalm tells us, instructs us to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And so we must be thankful for this psalm that helps us to be more God-centered in the way we live our lives, more God-centered in our thanksgiving, not just looking to ourselves. Because when we are more God-centered, it will improve our thanksgiving. It will help us in our worship to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And that's the next word that we need to look at, this word steadfast love. Or some of your Bible translations may say God's loving kindness. The Hebrew word is hesed, hesed. It's a wonderful Bible word, a wonderful Hebrew word that means God's steadfast love or his loving kindness or his unfailing love. It's the best love. I I love that wonderful, deep theological definition that we find in Sally Lloyd-Jones' book, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Listen to how she defines this love. It's God's never stopping, never giving up, always and forever love. That's a good one, isn't it? That is God's hesed love. It's his loyal love. It's based on his covenant relationship with us, that he is our God and that we are his people and he has shown his steadfast love to us. Hesed is a, is a quality of God's love that that, that moves in us, that, that invokes a response from us, that we are called to obedience. We are called to praise God for his steadfast love. And of course, we are called to give him thanks for his steadfast love endures forever. God's hesed love is that special love that comes to us through his covenant promises. It's God's hesed love that makes him so Good. And so the psalmist invites the congregation to repeat the chorus 26 times. His steadfast love endures forever. We didn't do it this morning, but we read it a good bit, right? We're just going to drill it in. His steadfast love endures forever. This word, hesed, can also be termed mercy. God's everlasting mercy and his his kindness toward his people, God's mercy, his steadfast love, his loving kindness, it endures forever. It has no end. It goes on and on and on and on. And so the psalmist here calls us to to look to God himself, not only as the source of all good, but he is a loving, covenant-keeping God whose steadfast love, whose enduring love, whose wonderful love, it endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for his hesed love endures forever and ever. 
So now that we've briefly observed the, the goodness of God and, and we gloried in his Hesed love, what is to be our response? How do we respond to who God is and what he has done? The psalmist tells us to give thanks. Give thanks. That's the next word there, the Hebrew word yada. Yada. It's where we get our English phrase to give thanks. It means to express praise, to offer thanksgiving, to extol, to make a public confession, to speak of the excellence of someone or something. We give thanks to the Lord. We speak of the excellencies of God, of who he is and what he has done. So this biblical call to thanksgiving, this Yada, it is used over a hundred times in the Old Testament, signifying that it's at the very heart of biblical God-centered worship, to give thanks to the Lord. Because God is good, because he is, because of his hesed love, we give thanks. We are called to move beyond the things, we, we move beyond the, the holiday traditions, and we thank and praise God for who he is, for he is good. He is loving, and yes, he does provide for us. And so biblical thanksgiving moves us, again, beyond just the material things, but to God himself, for to whom we eternally give thanks because of who he is. The Puritan Thomas Brooks, I love the way he said this. He said, thanksgiving is a self-denying grace. Thanksgiving is a self-denying grace. Thanksgiving calls us to take, it, take our minds off ourselves. He says it's an uncrowning ourselves and creatures to set the crown upon the head of our creator. It is making ourselves a footstool that God may be lifted upon his throne and ride in holy triumph over all. Give thanks to the Lord. Our focus is on him. And looking to God in biblical thanksgiving, it naturally takes us to the best thing in the world for which we must give thanks for. And that is the gospel. We give thanks to the Lord for the gospel, for what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. It is worthy of all of our thanksgiving. John Owen said, all our thoughts concerning Christ and his glory should be accompanied with admiration for adoration and thanksgiving. We give thanks to God because of the glory of Christ in the gospel. So may we eternally, with all of our heart, come to God with thanksgiving for what he has done for us by sending his one and only son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, what are you giving thanks for today? What are you giving thanks for today? I pray that your thanksgiving would also include all the blessings that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Jewish tradition, Psalm 136, the, the great Hallel, it was most commonly associated with the Jewish feast of Passover. You may recall that, that Passover was the, the pinnacle of all of the holy days. That's where we get our phrase holidays, the holy days. The people of Israel would celebrate and worship and give thanks to Yahweh their God for passing over them in Egypt. 
If you recall from the days that God's people were enslaved in Egypt and the plagues visited upon the land and the final plague, God sent the angel of death to Egypt to destroy all the firstborn in Egypt. But to those who took the blood of the, of the animal sacrifice and covered the blood over their doorpost of their homes, the blood of the lamb, the Lord would pass over that home and that home would be spared. And so the feast of Passover was to celebrate and to give thanks to the Lord for his deliverance from Egypt and for passing over their sins. And so Psalm 136 serves as a great hymn of God's people to praise him and to thank him for his wonderful acts of salvation, for his steadfast love endures forever. But in the New Testament, this takes on a different theme, doesn't it? The Passover takes on an even more greater significance, more fuller meaning as Jesus takes the Passover feast And he institutes the Lord's Supper. And now during the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion, it is a celebration of the great salvation that God has secured secured for sinners because of the sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus Christ. In a sense, the Lord has passed over our sins because of what Jesus has done for us. Because his blood was shed And so with that knowledge, how could we not give thanksgiving to the Lord our God? With that knowledge, we come this morning and we give thanks because of what the Lord has done through Jesus Christ our Lord. We give thanks because of the gospel. It is the good news. It is worthy of all of our thanksgiving. We give thanks to God the Father because he has given us Jesus Christ, his only son. And so, people of God, let me exhort you today to give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Look at what the Lord Jesus has done for us. Pray with me. Oh God, our Father, we thank you for all of the many blessings that have been afforded to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Forgive us where we have just looked at the stuff, Lord, where we have just looked for the results and we have taken our eyes off of you. Help us this day to be focused upon you, O God of heaven, and to give thanks for you are good and your steadfast love endures forever. We thank you. We give you thanks and we give you praise for the greatest blessing that there ever was by sending your one and only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for sin. Lord, help us every day to be a thankful people because of that good news. For it is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen.